Welcome to By Faith with Frank Shelton. Frank speaks at the schoolhouse. The church house and has even been interviewed at the White House, but is most grateful to speak life into your house. Here's Frank Shelton. And the only hope that we have in this country and in life in general is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And I am here sitting with Frank Shelton, who is going to talk about his new book called Urgency. And we're going to dive in there to talk about how he was inspired and how God pressed that title um, for his book. Frank, thank you for being here. Sandra, it's an honor. And wow, you're a natural. And, oh. uh, I just thank God for your viewers. I've been a big fan of uh, your whole network for a long time and your program. Thank you. So I'm very humbled to be with you today. Thank you. Well, likewise, it is a wonderful um, appointed time that Amen. you are here to talk to us about not only your legacy, your family legacy, because I feel very strongly that God appoints. Yes. He knows. He knows your name Amen. before you were born. That's right. He knew Frank Shelton would be making an impact for his kingdom before he formed you in, his, in your mom's womb. Amen. So let's talk Talk about your family legacy first. Yeah. You have a rich, rich legacy in Washington, D.C. We do, and it's all credit to the Lord. Uh, God's been way too good, um, but I'm the son of Frank and Sharon Shelton. Both my mom and dad were pregnant with me. They both worked at the U.S. Capitol in the halls of Congress while mom mm. was carrying me. Um, I've been thinking, gosh, I've been in that building before I was born you know, <laughs> for nine months. And President's Day weekend, she goes into labor, literally thought she was going to give birth to me in the halls of Oh, Congress. my goodness. So a lot of people like, yeah, we came to the Capitol. We saw the monument. We went to the White House. Some people come to visit. There's a few of us that were born to work there. <laughs> my mom was born 4th of July. I was born President's Day weekend. My son was born Inauguration Day. The hour President Obama came in, yes. I caught the little guy coming out. Oh. So I think if you cut our veins, they bleed. <laughs> Red, Red, white, and blue. blue. So I thank God for America. Um, but I wanted to go into politics, preach, or protect the president. And my family, my mom was with the Capitol Historical Society. She's the historian. But our family directly or indirectly have protected the last 26 mm -hmm. of 29 United States presidents. Wow. And my father retired as the senior deputy chief acting assistant chief out of 3,000 of America's police department, the U.S. Capitol Police. My dad was number two in command when he retired. And uh, he was the chairman of the inaugural committee for Bill Clinton's first. Uh, he got the director of the U.S. Secret Service Leadership Award. Um, but he was the youngest since 1828 to make deputy chief with the Capitol Police. My uncle was in charge of K-9 with the Capitol Police. My granddaddy was a captain with D.C. Metropolitan Police, chief of detectives. My great-grandfather was Park Police, rode horseback in D.C. But Mary Todd Lincoln handpicked my ancestor, Joseph Gale Shelton, 
1862 to come off the ongoing civil war to be strategically stationed at the White House. Him and President Lincoln became good friends. They said that Lincoln, you've heard the expression, he spoke from the top of his hat. Yes. Well, Lincoln would hide his speech under that stovetop right. hat sometimes. <laughs> and the six foot four man in black, and I'm not talking Johnny Cash, I'm talking Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but it's a lonely job. And, um, you know, Lincoln didn't even have the backing of his own party. Mm -hmm. They had already buried a son. Mm -hmm. And his own wife, without going into detail, they're not even sleeping in the same room at times. So, you know, the most powerful man in the world never probably felt powerless at times. Mm -hmm. And it was said that my ancestor at time, they would have a friendly competition of a joke. And the interesting thing is you remember Richard Gere, an officer and a gentleman. Yes. Well, my ancestor was an officer and the president. And there <laughs> were times that the Shelton actually lightened the load of Lincoln. And, you know, we may not always be the CEO or the top yes. cat or the, yeah, the big man on campus. But if you can speak life into someone who is in that arena, maybe just as important in the eyes of God. Absolutely. So the interesting thing with the urgency, Abraham Lincoln hired an African-American butler. And every time Lincoln walked by him in 1865, he would tip his hat and say, see you later. And Sandra, the night that they walked to Ford's Theater with my ancestor over his shoulder, they had walked by the butler a hundred times. Lincoln gave him the job. State dinners, mm -hmm. state funerals, just day in and day out. When he walked by him the first time ever, he tipped his hat and he said goodbye. And I'm convinced Lincoln knew his time was up. Mm. I'm convinced the greats know what time it is. Mm -hmm. And with this whole thing with the book, so my ancestor hand carried Lincoln across the street from mm -hmm. Ford's Theater when John Wilkes Booth shot him in the back of the head, who was an actor who was the Brad Pitt of his day. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is I even have a chapter on the secret society. Abraham Lincoln wasn't with the, the Masons, but John Wilkes Booth was a 33 degree Mason mm. that took him out. So today in 2021, we're at an agenda of death mm. and you're either under the blood of the lamb or the blood of the beast. And you know, you're either under the blessing or the curse. You're going to heaven or hell. You're with the Lord or you're with Lucifer. Right. So Lincoln represented the government and he died on Good Friday and he freed the slaves. And it was the Lord who represents God, mm -hmm. who is God, who freed us enslaved to sin. Yes. So Lincoln was the most quoted American in history, but the Lord is the biggest name of all time. But my ancestor carried the individual, but in a way I've been carrying the ideology, mm -hmm. but not only of the Lincoln, greater the Lord. Mm -hmm. The good news is good news. That's right. Only if it arrives on time. Exactly. I shared on a TV show recently, if your pizza's 30 minutes or late, you get a free Domino's pizza. Right. But if your best friend dies without Jesus, Hell's too long to be wrong. That's right. I love what Johnny Hunt from here, Atlanta First Baptist Woodstock, now retired, but he would say over and over, hell is too long right. to be wrong. That's right. You know, there's no atheist in hell. You say, well, how could you say that? No, one nanosecond in hell, everyone was a believer. Well, I was duped by the devil and the Lord was right, but it's 
too late. That's right. At that point, to that's come back now, yeah, urgency. And Frank, I can I can feel your passion. passion for mm-hmm. gospel. So you've got this rich her- heritage mm-hmm. yeah. legacy at Washington D.C. And then God, how did Called He propel out. you and call you out yeah. to be the evali- the e- evangelical pastor? Well, that thank you. Well, so even there, I love that verse. Whatever your hand finds to do it for God's yes. glory. And um, when I was 10 years old, I was going to a church running 33. And Sandra, I had this overwhelming feeling there's a heaven and a hell. Jesus is the only way. I wanted to fit in, but the Lord said, no, I need you to stand out. Mm. And, and I wanted to have friends. And the Satan said, if you preach Jesus, you'll have no friends. He showed me, you'll, you'll be at the elementary kitchen table with like no friends and mm. they'll no longer wave to you and you're holier than thou and he's with Jesus. And, mm. you know, Satan is a liar. There was some pushback, but God used me in 1982 at age 10 to bring 22 kids to vacation Bible school at a church running 33. Yes. Three years later, uh, my godmother and I went a Rambo 2 contest. We spent the weekend with Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Next thing, I'm sharing the gospel with Stallone when I'm 13. But I didn't start out with Hollywood. I started out by my house. Yes. I didn't start out with celebrity. I started out with anonymity. Mm. And I've learned if you share Jesus when no one's looking, you won't chicken out if you're on TV and everybody's looking. Exactly. And it wasn't for Frank to be seen. It was that the gospel would be heard. Yes. So I had done 18 years of politics. I worked in four White Houses. I was the youngest in 40 years to work on the floor of the U.S. Senate. I was a speechwriter to the House Majority Leader of Congress. I was an aide to the governor of Maryland. I was a fundraiser for George W. Bush. And God used that. Yes. But the Holy Spirit said, you can reach more people out of Washington than in it. Mm. In July 27, 2007, I left retirement 401k health insurance. I'll never get a retirement from the government. To have almost 20 years mm. invested and walked away like it didn't exist, that was fate. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out. I had an interview with the Secret Service and the special agent in charge said, you'd make one beep of a special agent. <laughs> and that would have been six generations around yes. presidents. Yep. I actually did two years with the U.S. Capitol Police and I got injured and the Lord made it clear, I need you to step out. So when I said I wanted to go into politics, protect the president or preach, um, I stepped out and I got picked up five years to be on staff with Dr. Graham as a state coordinator for DC, Maryland, Delaware. And then we started evangelizing more than ever. And it was an honor because they're the Rolls Royce of yes. evangelism. Yes. And then, um, you know, I was always told until you serve another ministry, you may not understand or get a harvest in your own. Mm-hmm. You got to be a great number two before you can really maybe call some of the shots. That's right. But he's still calling the yes, shots. Yes, that's right. And I'm not talking Graham. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You're, you're. It's, it's awesome how God just aligned your steps, and you continue to walk them by faith. And I want to hear more about it, and I want to really dive into your book, Urgency. But we've got to take a break. So come right back, take a little breather. You will not want to miss this next portion after this commercial break. So we'll see you shortly. Frank Shelton worked two decades on Capitol Hill and left by faith to preach the gospel in 2007. His family worked over 150 years in Washington protecting presidents and serving the congressional community. His ancestor carried President Abraham Lincoln from Ford's Theater and his maternal ancestor hand-planted the cherry blossoms. Very few have as deep roots in D.C. Urgency is one's minister's journey leading up to the lockdown in March 2020. 
Buckle up. This book is a game changer for some and life changer for others. Available now at Amazon stores worldwide. For an autographed copy, visit frankshelton.com. Thank you for joining us on the special edition of Friends and Neighbors. I'm Sandra O'Neill, and I am having a wonderful conversation with Frank Shelton. Thank you for sharing your heart and what God is doing in and through you for the better good of our community. You wrote a book that just recently yeah. released, and the orders are out there um, that people are just ordering right through. Um, but your book is entitled Urgency. Yeah. Why is it hashtag urgency or is that what we well, should be hashtagging yeah, yeah, hashtag. when we buy your yeah, book? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hashtag urgency. But it's urgency. Yeah. And the subtitle, Sandra, is heaven or hell. Okay. You know, at this late in the game, I didn't think the Lord said, you know, soften it up. You know, right. don't throw a curveball. Don't, you know, it is what it is. I don't know if you remember, may not be the best illustration, but in the early 80s, there was that movie with um, Leslie Nielsen called Airplane. Yes. And it was comedy, but he goes up to like this TWA counter, do you want smoking or non-smoking? And back then you could smoke on the plane. Imagine. And he said, well, I want a smoking ticket. Well, he gets a ticket, it's literally on fire. <laughs> but the interesting with this book, I mean, heaven is gonna be glorious and hell is just gonna be horrendous. And even a lot of preaching today is preaching everything but hell. And the Bible I read, my mentors told me Jesus preached nine times more on hell than he did heaven. Mm -hmm. So it's not doom and gloom, but to preach the whole gospel. Right. We got to preach God is love, but he also was the law. Exactly. You know, heaven is real, but he died to save you from a place called hell. And um, my friend, matter of fact, you just interviewed Brenda Epperson yes, Moore yes. from The Young and the Restless. Yes. Um, but I told Brenda, I said, yeah, The Young and the Restless was great, but the days of our lives intrigued me as a kid. Not because this guy would skip school and watch soaps, but the hourglass. Like, my brother-in-law has a beautiful Breitling. I couldn't afford it, so maybe, you know. But the Rolex is a beautiful piece of art, yes. but to me, a terrible form of time. Mm. Because the hourglass reminded us mm -hmm. that rich or poor, black or white, Republican, Democrat, atheist, or believer, right. that time will fall through that hourglass. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying for years now, if we're not in the bottom of the ninth, we're in the top of the ninth. Mm. And Billy Graham never made fun of anyone, but he heard someone preach one time. And a senior pastor from a local community said, Dr. Graham, what do you think of that preacher? And he said, he'll never make it. And they looked at like the great Billy Graham actually criticized someone. They said, do you detect a moral failure? And they said, no, there's no urgency when he mm. preaches. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I just think more than ever, you know, ministry minus urgency equals catastrophe. And if we always do what we always did, we're going to get what we got. I mean, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, right. but my own denomination, the year before the pandemic, 9,000 churches in America didn't baptize one person. Now, we don't even live up to John the Baptist's mm. name, much less Jesus the Christ. Mm. And I got a chapter in the book called The Deep State Versus the Deep Sleep. Mm. What's worse? Well, on my own block, Sandra, I got, my dad retired, he graduated FBI. Mm -hmm. The neighbors across the street are the State Department. Two doors down is the CIA. The end of the street is the IRS. We got the DA. The, on the other end of my street, the guy does the hydraulics on Air Force One. I mean, I have alphabet soup on my street. <laughs> So, and they're good people, but when you talk about the deep state, it is real. Um, but the catch is what's worse is the church who's been in a deep sleep. Yes. We represent Rip Van Winkle more than the Redeemer. Mm. 
You know, we're asleep at the wheel. I talk about taking a stand when others were waiting for a stimulus check. Mm. You know, Patrick Henry was, you know, give me liberty, give me death. And these guys were like, I'll just sit out. I had breakfast at Cracker Barrel this today. And they're like, we were open, but we can't even get our employees to come back. And, you know, the Lord wants us to be on post. He wants us to make a stand. He said, occupied till I come. Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? Mm. And, you know, he also said, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves. So when the pandemic hit, a lot of pastors were like, well, my viewership is over. I said, no, Jesus said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I said, these views are temporal. If you don't think they can pull online views one day, they will. Oh, they won't do that. Two weeks later, the president of the United States is kicked off social media. Now, that's a whole different sermon. I'm not here one way or the other. But if they can knock out a president, mark my words, they'll knock out the preachers. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to glow. We need to shine a light. And, you know, even my friends with the Secret Service of the Capitol Police, my first buddy, it's in the book, his first job was guarding the national Christmas tree. Mm. He said, I wanted to be on Air Force One. I wanted to be in the beast, the limo. I, I wanted to be on time. I'm guarding a Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. <laughs> and then one guy said, well, my second assignment, I was guarding a dumpster in Cleveland, Ohio. A dumpster. He mm. said, I saw the Clint Eastwood in the Line of Fire movie and I was going to protect the president. I'm guarding a dumpster. <laughs> And the reason he was in the dumpster, because he's in the pouring rain mm. next to a smelly, you know, box. But the most powerful person in the world is flying in tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be staying in that same five-star hotel. And that dumpster was leaning up against the side of the building where the president's staying. Mm. And although he thought he would be next to the man, mm. he's now protecting in advance the man who's coming. Right. But he was on post. But greater than the Secret Service, greater than the U.S. Capitol yes. Police, yes. as Christians, not just preachers, Christians, greater than the president, a prime minister, and way bigger than the pope, we got the king of kings is on his way. Schwarzenegger was not right. the first to say, I'll be back. It was Jesus. <laughs> You've got great impressions. And he was all on all. his way. And we need to be on post. And I just think that's why whatever your hand finds to do, we need to do it for his glory. Yes, yes. We need to speak up, speak out. And we're like glow sticks. The darker it gets, the lighter we shine. Exactly. And so we all have a part to play. But I know that I know I was on my way to preach in Pakistan. Yes. Tell us about that. before two weeks slow the curve. Yes. I was invited to preach with the Billy Graham of Pakistan, Anwar Fasel, to 150,000 Muslims, mm. 12 miles from where they killed Osama bin mm. Laden. And they told me, you can come, but you may not come home. The Taliban was going to be on the rooftops. Mm. And uh, I don't think Billy Graham would have went by himself. Mm. I had no security detail. My spouse couldn't come. I invited one American to come with me. They said he can't come. We can't afford to have two Americans on that Pakistani mm. platform. And I am Rambo without a gun. I'm going to hell with a water gun. Oh, my goodness. And you say, why would you go? Urgency. Yes. I knew we didn't have forever. And God gave me a word. If you didn't have a backbone in 2020, you don't deserve a microphone now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I knew we were running out. That's why I left Washington. And that's why I was trying to preach in 10 countries in 12 months. No, I couldn't reach the world, but I could reach some. And he that wins souls is wise. And where 9,000 churches struck out, I was still swinging for the fence. Mm. So we were racing, the pandemic hit. And then the Lord said, you're in my army, but I need you in the Air Force. Take back the airwaves. So we did the radio, the podcast, the TV ministry. 
And I want to thank all of our viewers because yes. it's not an ego trip, it's a missions trip. And that's why I'm inspired with you and friends and neighbors and, you know, the Christian view and Atlanta Live and Babby Mason. There's just so many amazing, not only here in Atlanta, you're reaching the world, but we're also running out of time. Yes. And we got to roll up our sleeves. We got to get on our knees. We need all hands on deck. Yes. And God is going to use a bunch of unknowns yes. to make his name known yes. in this last hour. And when I think of the Rolex, a real Rolex never hesitates. Mm -hmm. It doesn't skip. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful form of art. Yes. But it's a terrible form of time. Because I'm telling you, every day, I'm waking up thinking this could be the day. Mm. And a lot of my friends are looking to either Biden or Trump to save them. They're looking for a vaccination instead of a salvation. Yes. And, and we're playing checkers when the real battle's at the chess tape. Yes. I spoke recently in Alabama at a pastor's conference and all they wanted, pastors, all they wanted to talk to me is about Auburn or Alabama, is mm. it War Eagle or Roll Tide? Mm -hmm. And bless their heart, they were sincere. Mm -hmm. But we're so busy playing checkers, we forgot, you know, what we learned in Bible college. Right. And now we're allowed to go back to church and, well, we're going to listen to the CDC. No, you better listen to JC. <laughs> well, yes. we're listening to the WHO. No, you got to remember who called you. That's right. And, you know, we don't need to play it safe. We need to preach Jesus saves. And uh, I'm telling you, the gospel in Christianity is the wildest ride in the amusement park. <laughs> and the book is wild. And um, Well, this sounds like the book is yeah. really intentional with a sense of urgency Amen. to motivate the heart of the people that are around us. And that's why friends and neighbors are here. We're here to be able to educate and inspire and Amen. give the ability within our community that you may not feel that, what can I do? What you can do is talk to your neighbor Amen. and share the everlasting love of Jesus Beautiful. Christ. Um, I think a lot of us um, going to church, being Christian, we play Christians so well. We play church so well that God has shaken heaven and earth to get our attention for this sense of urgency that you write about in your book. Now, if people want to reach you or get your book, I know that um, it's out there available. Yeah. For in, Do you have a ministry page? Yeah, frankshelton.com. And uh, our ministry is Frank Shelton Global, but they can also buy the book Amazon. Just type urgency. And it'll Frank be Shelton. there. And what about your TV show By Faith? And I yeah. love how you say that. We we have to go to break in about 30 seconds, yeah. but I love how you say By Faith. And yeah. you've got a radio, TV yeah. ministry. Yeah, I had a mega church pastor say, how are you doing? I said, it's just the Lord. What's your model? It's Jesus. What's your message? It's the gospel. Like, how are you doing it? Right. And, and he thought you could just do this and do this and get that. And I just said, you may outfinance me, but you'll never outfaith me. Mm. Faith is the currency of heaven. Hallelujah for that. That's absolutely amazing because one of my favorite verses, my life verse, is Hebrews 11.1. 1, to have faith is to be sure of the things you hope for. Um, so that's one of the things that you just strive for um, day daily to walk by faith. And we are going to take a small commercial break, but come back because we still have more Frank Shelton. We'll see you in a little bit. Frank Shelton worked two decades on Capitol Hill and left by faith to preach the gospel in 2007. His family worked over 150 years in Washington protecting presidents and serving the congressional community. His ancestor carried President Abraham Lincoln from Ford's Theater and his maternal ancestor hand-planted the cherry blossoms. Very few have as deep roots in D.C. Urgency is one's minister's journey leading up to the lockdown in March 2020. 
Buckle up. This book is a game changer for some and life changer for others. Available now at Amazon stores worldwide. For an autographed copy, visit frankshelton.com. Welcome back to Friends and Neighbors, and we're having a wonderful and powerful conversation about Jesus and what he does through his blood and his salvation with Frank Shelton. You know, we were talking about hope, and, you know, God has also opened up many doors for you to impact lives of many celebrities Amen. as well as people in power. Amen. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, that? I, I tell people the church has been great going after the poor, yes. but subliminally or intentionally or accidentally, we failed to go after the powerful. Mm. And um, for the last four years, I lead a weekly Bible study in the Dover, Delaware State Capitol to senators every week. Um, and this year, I got to also co-lead Annapolis. So I'm now juggling two state capitals, influencing influencers, and still keeping in touch with some of our national leadership. Um, but I got a call a couple years ago, and they said, are you still on staff with the Grams? And I said, no, uh, we have our own ministry, but we're friends. Can I help you? And they said, well, do you know Roger Stone? I said, I certainly know who he is. I, I saw the news and the FBI circled his house mm -hmm. and they 24 agents arrest him on national TV. Well, you know, he's looking at possibly going to prison, but Franklin Graham's coming to Florida. And I said, I know, I'm still promoting the Sunshine State Tour, even though I'm not on the payroll. <laughs> and uh, they said, well, he wants to go hear Franklin preach. Can you make it happen? And I was told in politics, under promise, over deliver. And Satan's telling me, well, you know, he looked like he's going to prison and maybe you shouldn't do that. Well, I know Dr. Graham would have done it and I know Jesus would have done it. And I had a feeling Franklin would have done it. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs Jesus. And it was above my pay grade to try to stop the gospel. And who am I to try to stop the gospel? Right. So the worst they could say is no. And to Franklin and his team's credit, they got back in 24 hours and said, well, give Frank uh, 10 minutes on the bus with Roger Stone. So I prayed. Jeremy Camp was leading worship that night, and I said, God, you know, help Franklin just preach the simple gospel, anoint the message, and if he's not saved, save Roger Stone's soul. And someone may be looking or listening, and, well, he's not my cup of tea. Well, truth be told, I may have not have been God's cup of tea either, but thank God he came to save a sinner like me. Yes. So he gets on the bus. Franklin was really nice. They prayed for him. And I thought I was just going to be a hinge that night behind the scenes open a door, one and done. And um, to their credit, they called back at 9.05 that night, my friend had made the initial call, and he sends me a text of Roger Stone with his hands towards heaven, tears coming down his face. The Associated Press ran it, and he makes a public commitment to Christ. And then he said, Roger's in the call, he wants to talk to you. I talked to him for 13 minutes, and then fast forward a couple months later, I'm having dinner with Roger the night before the sentencing, and I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but stick with Jesus because oh, he won't let you down. Absolutely. He gets saved. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is powerful. Stick with Jesus. Amen. Stick with Jesus. It is powerful. If you could say something to our viewership really quickly in yeah. 20 seconds about Jesus, please yeah. do so. Well, Sandra, thank you. I would just tell you coming to Jesus as easy as the ABCs. A, admit that you're a sinner. Believe Jesus is the Son of God. And C, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. I'd like to invite you to heaven. Just whisper a prayer like this. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. You died on the cross for me. I want to repent from my past. Take me to heaven when I die. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Frank Shelton worked two decades on Capitol Hill and left by faith to preach the gospel in 2007. His family worked over 150 years in Washington protecting presidents and serving the congressional community. His ancestor carried President Abraham Lincoln from Ford's Theater, and his maternal ancestor hand-planted the cherry blossoms. Very few have as deep roots in D.C. Urgency is one's minister's journey leading up to the lockdown in March 2020. Buckle up. This book is a game changer for some and life changer for others. Available now at Amazon stores worldwide. For an autographed copy, visit frankshelton.com. If you would like to bring Frank to your next event or outreach, visit www.frankshelton.com. community that celebrates service and learning together. A student-centered experience and rigorous academics prepare our students for careers and lives as diverse and as amazing as they are. Gardner-Webb University, ignite your future.